Good morning, Eddie Koppeltz. Happy Friday. Annie, it is just a wacky Friday, isn't it? You led with time to bring the magic. And well, that, that is... is really unkind to do to people if you're not going to immediately follow up with some sort of illusion. <laughs> it also, I know you're the one that has to start and have the first word. And so I hit, I say something, hit record, and then you have to either figure out how much you're going to kick it into gear or just react to it. And so, oh, you do it on purpose. I do, just because I think it's funny. Ah, uh, sure. Okay, great. Huh. I didn't know that. Like, Four huh. weeks in, I had no idea that that's how you did that. <laughs> yeah, I say something that kind of like... And then you hit record clicks us on and then hit record and i think it kind of like because i liked it i like the idea that i like it when we start and we're in midstream as opposed to and now we're recording sure here hello podcast two one yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) right on wayne's world we that for them to know we them being our friends listening we literally talk for two minutes Mm -hmm. do a good a good genuine good morning and then i we say okay you ready and then you go well yeah but da 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 and then you hit record, and now I see what you're doing. <laughs> we just got it. We got to come in hot. I didn't know. Um, Annie. Eddie. Yes. Okay. In you two, go first. You go first. One. Oh, I can guarantee you mine is not as interesting as yours. But oh, I see. <gasps> Hold on just one second. Lucy. Hey, Lucy. She's girl. awake. I'm- Lucy, do you know that I'm recording right now? For everyone listening, Eddie and I are recording about 30 minutes earlier than usual, so the women of Kaufholtz Manor are just arising in their own way, at their own time. So this is Lucy waking up. So breakfast is totally ready. Do you want to say good morning to Miss Downs and her friends, or would you like to just have breakfast? Annie? Just have breakfast. Okay, well, we'll be here for the next half hour. I love you. Would you um, take the dog and get her fed? Thank you. I love you. In two, one. And <laughs> she said, I just want breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no thanks. I don't want to start the morning on a podcast. Unlike you and I, who are yeah. apparently very happy to start the morning on a podcast. Yeah, just wake up everybody like me. That's Tell right. me how funny I am. <laughs> Listen to me joke around. I am special. I am needy. A friend um, of mine last night sent me an Instagram account that's about Enneagram numbers. And, you know, it's one of those that is not very, it's not the most, uh, how do I phrase this? It's when people (laughs) take the things about Enneagram and simplify them too much and make them into funny memes. And it doesn't actually help you learn how to be an Enneagram person. So Yes, that's right. But this is very funny. They said it was a seven, which is my number. And it's someone calling their mom and they said, hey, mom, can you come pick me up from this party? There's someone here that's funnier than me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought if I if I would have had the words to do that in my life, I would have done that before. How do you handle funny people in your do, do you like being around people that are funnier than yes, you? How do you feel? Yes, yes. You enjoy it? Yes. I think because I think a, I genuinely mean this. I think a lot of people are funnier than me. And so, but I also know that they're that I am in the category of funny. So, I'm already in the club. I just like that I'm probably one of the one of the bottom fourth of hilarious. And there are, uh, yeah, the world is just full of funnier people than me. And my world is full of funnier people than me. And I just absolutely love it. Um, yes, I know what you're saying. I, I hear that there's always funnier people though. Yeah. I think even if you're talking to people that are widely considered as the funniest, if you're sitting there with Fred Armisen, I think Fred he's still Armisen saying is who you'd say it the funniest. Uh, he's a kind of funny that gets me. I really enjoy yeah, dry. Yeah. Really, like really 
really dry. like uh, like Andy Kaufman dry really oh, is. Oh man, gets, I can't. I I'm grateful that Andy Kaufman and I didn't overlap on the planet very much. Oh, I, I did. I I do not find antics funny. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like I don't yes. I find I find I can get into physical comedy, I can get into snarky comedy, I can get into uh dry comedy. I I don't really get into antics. So him sitting there reading the Great Gatsby front to back, you, you aren't just ena- enamored with it and sort no, of No, and him wit- like doing an interview, you know there's that one, is it him and Dave Letterman? I believe so with the wrestling. Yes. Yeah. And you just kind of go like I you're just doing you're just doing a bit, man. I'm not here for you to yeah. do your antics. Be funny. Say something funny. Tell a funny story. Like yeah. Will Farrell to me is top tier. Oh well, he's got the magic every word. He doesn't even he's just hello. And you're yes. you're done for. Yes. How he does that is beyond me. I mean, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when he did that funny or die video of his daughter yeah. trying to collect rent from him. Yes. I think her name is Pearl. If people want to Google it, it is one of, I, I don't remember oh, if there's inappropriate words in it now that I'm saying it, but oh, it is but one of amazing. the funniest where she's like two years old and she's insisting that he pay rent and he's scared of her. I mean, it could yeah. make me cry laughing on the spot. It's so funny to me. Oh, Step Brothers is, and again, I, I hesitate. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it's just, it's, we own it on DVD for some who knows why Do reason. You- <laughs> and, and it is, it, it's all to me. It's the two funniest people, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, in a yeah. room together, just being absurd. But when Will and you Ferrell like Step is sitting, Brothers more than you like the race car one. What's the race car one? Talladega, Talladega Nights. Night. I do because it's a little too Yahoo. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's Talladega yes, Nights Tal- is over the line a little bit. Like it. It okay, is. Yeah. To you. Yeah. 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 It's like a little little big comedy, and while yeah. it is extremely funny, it's the smallness of in and stepbrothers at the dinner scene when they're having their first family dinner together when the boys move in together, and Will Ferrell is talking about the the fancy sauce, and you can't have any of the fancy sauce. It's like the smallest little yeah. microaggressions, and I I cannot handle it. Yeah, I see, I think all that all that is so scripted comedy or good storytelling is great to me. Antics, I'm not here for. I don't do know that do... there's anybody currently who does antics like an Andy Kaufman. Is there? Fred Armiston, I'll tell you the difference between Fred Armiston is that there yeah. are times where he'll be uh, deadpan when he's responding to Seth Meyers or when he, yeah. and you're like, that's funny. I know you're being funny. Yeah, he's, I, I enjoy that mode. Because he you ever gets watch... out of it. Yeah, right. That's right. When, when he has him comment on art. When, when Seth he has, has him the comment Calif- on art. When he does the Californians on SNL. You're like, yeah. this guy is pure funny. So when he does deadpan, you believe him. And you know right. it's funny. To me, I didn't watch a lot of Andy Kaufman because I don't find him interesting. But he never left that character of that Andy Kaufman. Right. I'm just not here for it. How many DVDs I, do you own? Well, we just cleared out more because it was like, we are never going to watch this. But I would say there are probably nine that we hold on to from the days when DVDs actually were a thing. So I have... But so I have like my some of my favorite movies that I can't get. Uh, like there's a, a like I own a, a Blu-ray version of the Godfather trilogy, but that sure. was all mixed and recolored by Francis Ford Coppola and his cinematographer, so it looks exactly like it should look, and you can't get that on streaming. So like ah, little yeah. things like that where there's a reason. 
Step Brothers, there's no good reason other than we just can't get rid of it. And it's just quicker to throw in the DVD. Sure. Um, yeah. And then a couple. What about you? Um, I probably have five left in my life, but we really needed yeah. them the other night because the two girlfriends and I that are social distancing, seeing each other once a week or so. Yeah. Um, we decided to watch a movie outside and we oh. so we all sat in uh, like um, tailgate chairs six feet apart. And the projector that we had required a DVD player because my friend, because Wi-Fi didn't work all the way out in my friend's backyard. Funny. So we watched so, Sabrina, like from 1995, the one with Harrison Ford. Do you remember oh, Sabrina? That is a, I do. Yeah. yeah with a, a great movie. In Greg Kinnear, right? In Greg Kinnear, yeah. Greg, Love Kinnear, Greg Kinnear, man. What that a guy. hero. Love that dude. Love that guy. What does he I do was, on a Thursday? Like... What does he do on a Sunday? Where does he live? What is he? I've got to know. I've heard an interview with him in the last year. I forget which one it was. If it was like Mark Maron or something. I mean, he's he's still he's an actor. He's out there acting. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure he is. I just haven't. Great. Like dude. he's not someone I think to check on on Instagram until right now. Like him, got a couple. I believe he's have a, has some grown daughters, and he was so funny on Talk Soup. I really liked Greg Kinnear. He was. Good. He was in that Kennedy's movie. No, the Reagan, maybe both. He was in the Kennedy's movie a year or two ago. It's very good. Yeah. He's not on Instagram. That's why we don't know where he is. Love it. That's your Greg Kinnear update on yeah, Friday. Yeah, Greg Kinnear update, not on Instagram. Good for him. I would not be. Would you, how, what would it take for you to get rid of social? Wow. What would it take for me to get rid of social media? Uh... Having a husband and kids that took up my time in a way that I didn't work using the internet. <laughs> like, I, I can't totally. imagine a job I would pick right now that the internet wouldn't be involved. So the only way that would be true is if I was taking care of a home. But then a lot of my mom friends, all my mom friends, stay online because it matters so much to them for connection sake. Right. Imagine this quarantine without social media. Oh, can you even imagine? For any of us, can you imagine not having social media? Oh, there's there's a wave of loneliness that I am speaking in generalizations, but I, I think that we haven't even experienced just because there is a general ability for us to scroll through and see, you know, a picture of our friends and uh -huh. their kids doing something fun. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a, or I just mean, knowing it, the no news, knowing we're all in this together, yes, knowing right. what's happening. I mean, yesterday I got I was out on a walk yesterday afternoon and I got a text of some news that had like President Trump said this thing about when we will get out of our houses. This is what Tennessee might do. Like, I just thought, man, if I didn't if I didn't have social media, I would not know. I would not know how to have hope right now. <laughs> Right. Besides nope, Jesus, right. of course, of course, of course, everyone. Yeah, everybody's everybody settled down. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't know how to have hope looking forward in this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to not remember how to tell this very well, which is makes me want to pause, but I'm just going to be the person I wish I was and keep going. But I was talking to my pastor yesterday on the phone and he said he Googled the four biggest fears that people are having right now around COVID-19. And one of them is groundlessness. Where groundlessness. Ground, groundlessness. Yes, where where you feel like like he his example is his he's like you wake up in the middle of the night and you go to your kitchen and for some reason 
you keep running into furniture because all the furniture moved and since since you went to sleep. And you're like, why why am I running into stuff? I know my house. And and it's this it's this feeling that we are not grounded, that there, that we can't see any degree of the future. We can't oh. predict what's going to happen. We have lost our groundedness and lost our sense of how to operate in the world. And I thought, man, that feels like in, my, in the core of me, that feels so true. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of the core fear of this whole thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's that even if we heard. You are in this until January 18th, 2022. You made we could me steal... throw up on my microphone. Thank you very much. Right. But we could steal ourselves and do that. We can do yeah. anything. It's yeah, the ellipse right. at the end of every sentence and every plan. It's just, okay, well, maybe. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's interesting. That groundless. Yeah, there's four of them. Whoa. I can't. I'm sorry to tell you. It's, a, it's something everyone can Google. I can't remember. But one of them is a fear of. Uh, loss of identity that like you've lost the thing that made you who you were um, oh, running out of candy I cannot remember the second three. one right and then the fourth one is death obviously because people are afraid of the virus itself but um, yeah we still don't yeah. right so but to me the groundlessness one groundedlessness it doesn't matter that's number the one four that, is, st- is still snakes everybody right, is still pretty right. afraid of snakes that's it understandably yeah just from the it's still even though it doesn't have anything directly to do with the coronavirus, yeah, it we still just cannot really handle seeing That's a snake right. on our property. I can't. No, I can't handle. I I could have one the, six inches long, the size of a ta- uh, size of a worm, come into the room I'm sitting in right now, and I still would have to really steal myself emotionally to handle it. Right when when I find a snake skin out on somewhere on our around our house uh-huh it dawns on me in a very real way that we could move <laughs> like that it might be all right to call the realtor and move <laughs> um listen we have a guest coming on the show today <gasps> oh one I can't guest wait. i can't imagine well we already well we did already have a whisper from lucy this is my hopes <sighs> that eve has some things to say to us we we did have a whisper from Lucy, and now we have a guest who's been up with me since 7.15 in the morning. Eve, I'm giving you like a real introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, Eve Koffeltz. Woo, Eve Koffeltz. Eve, good morning. Good morning. You've been up for so long, my friend. Yep. <laughs> How are you feeling? Good. I heard that you had some facts about the presidents for me. Yes. Okay, I'm super ready. Okay, let me just remember them. Okay. You can share facts. You can talk. You can do whatever you want. I yeah, yeah, share. sorry. I thought you had them. You don't have to. Yeah, you can just tell me what you had for breakfast. You know I want to know that. I had half a waffle with cinnamon toast crunch toast. <gasps> Whoa, you had cinnamon toast crunch cereal and then half a waffle. I didn't have cereal. I oh. had like um brown sugar yes. with cinnamon on buttered toast. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> um, what are you planning on doing for the weekend? You don't have to do school on Saturday and Sunday, right? 
No. Oh, do you know we're going Saturday morning? Prove it. Picking Tell me. We're picking blueberries. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. Tomorrow morning? Um, yes. Oh, you're lucky. Do you have any other big plans for the weekend? Any other things you want to do? We have um, church at home. Yeah. What do you think about having church at home, Eve? I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. What's the best part that makes it different? That I can wear my pajamas and yeah, I don't girl. need to wear fancy clothes like I have to do. Yeah, when that's I have right. To go to... <laughs> that's right. What do you miss about going to church on Sundays? Um, you know, church friends, like yeah. I miss my church friends too. Senior people. Yeah. Eve, I'm going to steal a podcast back. Is there anything? <laughs> Eve, has, I hope your dad keeps showing you all the pictures of people making Eve's energy balls and Eve's, Eve's apple stuff. And there's a lot of people out there cooking your recipes. Okay, go for it. What do you mean? This is a presidential fact. Oh, good. John Tyler had 15 kids. What? 15 kids? Yes. That is a that's a really interesting fact. I don't even this is embarrassing, Eve. I'm not sure I know who John Tyler is. I don't even remember him as a president. Is he one of your favorites? No. No. Do you know what okay. presidents were around him or not? I don't know. James K. Polk. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's the cat he's in he's around James K. Polk timeline wise. Was it James K. Polk before or after him? After. And then William Henry Harrison before him. Oh, I still don't know who any of those people are. Eve, you, um, I didn't know you loved presidents this much. I can name all of them. What? Do you want to do that right now? Um. Or do we save that for next week? <laughs> it's, it's your choice. Or yeah, it's up to you. I don't know. He was the tenth president, by the way. John Tyler was the tenth president. So. President from 1841 to 1845. Wow. Did you just look that up? I did. I Googled it. I don't know that in my heart, my friend. I'm sorry to tell you. All right, I'm going to steal the podcast back. Will you make sure Kalia has breakfast? Yes, I have it already. Right, thank you. I love you. Bye, Eve. Annie says bye. Bye. There we go. Well, there we go. John Tyler um, had 15 kids. What was it like to be president in 1841 to 1845? I mean, you were talking... You were talking 20 years from the Civil War, so things are not great. Oh, yeah, they're they're worse than not great. But you've are, already you're already past the like, how do we figure out how to have a government? Like we're past Hamilton. Yeah, I think you think it's great, but everyone's dying early. Slavery is rampant. Yeah. There's just things are very, very dark and and dirty. Yeah. And but Maybe there's hope for the future. Plus, I don't know anything about this president, so he could have been an awful person. Can I also yeah, tell yeah, you yeah, what is funny saying... about about that moment? Annie, er, er, yeah. Eve and I are talking. She's like, I really want to share presidential facts with Annie. I'm like, great. I will, because that is that is what she talks about constantly. Mm-mm. Uh, like, like, w- m- m- I don't know a word what that means more than constantly. What are the rules about her constantly. being president? Is she going to be able to be president? She's not. 
Because yeah, because yeah. she's not. She wasn't born in America. Shoot. It bothers. It really bothers her. She's written a letter to to the president. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, because we've got thirty years to sort out how to make sure she can be. Yeah, she's okay. she does not like that. I do not like that for her because, yeah. in honest honesty, it's not that you actually think your child's going to be president. I mean, she could be. She's very thoughtful. She's very brave. But it's hard because you want to be able to tell your kid you can do anything. Yeah. Anything in the world, let's work on it. What are you interested in? Let's do it. Sure, you want to go to space? Awesome. Sally Ride. Let's talk about it. Uh-huh. But you can't you cannot you can't say you're gonna be president because right. of how the constitution's written. And then people still, even well meaning people have really strong opinions about it. Yeah. That, that that it shouldn't be allowed. But I I do think that the times have, have changed where she was home from Ethiopia to y'all by how old? Thirteen months old. Yeah. <laughs> so So it's not like she's been Ethiopian as a like culture her whole life and now she'd like to be president no which maybe even that would be fine we work hard and try to keep her connected she is still an Ethiopian woman but right at the same time she has been American for a long time and it seems it seems like there's a chance for there to be some wiggle room in this law but we'll see how it goes go Eve okay um, hey, speaking of space, the landing went great last night. I watched yes. it. It was awesome. Thank goodness. It was very cool. Yeah. So there we go. I felt like that was did a good follow-up. We needed to do that. Did you talk to your friend? Uh, I texted her right after they landed and just said, yay. Because I'm like, I made a joke yesterday. There's this Bible story about um, about how there's a landowner and he goes and gets people to work on his land at 9 a.m. And he goes again at noon and 3 and 6 p.m., you know? And then they mm-hmm. all get paid equally, and and the people who got there earlier feel like that's unfair, right? Do you remember that story? Yes. And so I made a joke with her yesterday. I was like, I know that I'm the last laborer in the field here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. And so I felt this like, do I just leave you alone? Because we've only been friends for six weeks, and I think you're great, and we talk almost every day, but you've got like people who've walked this for years with you, and right. I'm brand new, or can I text you and say, yay, he may, you know? So I just was like, Okay, I'm just going to text her and she can choose not to respond to me, which happens frequently with people. You know, that is the Great, totally. thing about texting. You're allowed to not respond to someone right away when they text you. But yeah, yeah. she was like, yeah, we're excited. They we There wasn't um, video when they landed in Kazakhstan. And oh. so um, once they landed and they had said they had safely landed, then there was like a waiting on a picture. And then there was a picture and he was great. So yeah, everybody made awesome. safe. That's pretty awesome. Yay for them. What Um, I did between dinner and the landing at midnight is going to be what makes you the happiest. Okay. Because I watched three episodes of The Great British Bake Off. Well. Season two. Well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've got. (laughs) 22 minutes in, we've got something to talk about. (laughs) Now we've got a podcast. Let's hit record in two. On. Now was Mary? It Mary's the judge. Yeah, Mary Mary's Paul. great. Mary Barry, Mary Perry. Why is her name rhyme? Barry. Mary, well, I this is a just a classically charming little British thing to have a rhyming name. Mm. And who are the hosts? Bl- brown hair, short hair, and then yeah, they both hair. wear blazers. Yes, and they've been a comedy team for a long time. Oh, okay, they're very funny. Very funny. On your mark, get set, bake, bake. Yeah. Tell <laughs> yeah. Me- Tell me how you feel honestly about this show. Yeah, I everything you said was true. The people are very kind to each other. They seem 
Like they seem to really like working together. A thing that mm-hmm. I like over what I've experienced with Spring Bake Off Championship on Food Network is that they get to practice these things. Mm-hmm. I really like that they get to go home during the week and they know the week is going to be about bread. And so they get to practice right. making bread all week and then come in and do their best. I think yeah. that I like that. I like that two of the three things they make in a weekend, they have had some ability to practice. And one of the three, they just have to follow a recipe. Right. Because that's the thing with all baking shows that always bothers me is that there's always a time limit. Yeah. So there's always the, and I get it, there's built-in drama that comes with time, but in no, none of us at home have a time limit, really. We're right. out to bake a thing. We we just spend as much time. I always want a baking show that somehow is intriguing, but they just get all the time they need because you just get a sense that if they had an afternoon to make whatever they're making, it would be astonishing. And yeah, I'd love to see three the three hours ast- if they had like a Saturday. Right, they're in a rushed kitchen setting where they've mm-hmm, got to mm-hmm. they've got to prep for the the dinner rush, which I get. There's value to it, but yes, yes, yes. So they've had time to bake, and they all always say the same thing. You know, I've baked this bread seventeen times for my family, and they're yes. done with it. You know, yes, <laughs> like, yes, like yeah, well, I know. And then when something flops, you're kind of like, "Hey, you, I think you did that all week. What happened?" <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> didn't you? They do. Sorry, also, didn't uh, you make this one hundred times this week? Why? Why th- did this happen? But they also say like the oven's different, and uh-huh. I get it. I would have a hard time going. I mean, you know, when you get a new pan, you're like, oh, it's, sure, sure. I'm burning eggs now. This is an sure. egg. How am I? It's all different. But at the same time, you would think you would. I always feel like they need to be come in with objective measurements, like a an oven temperature thing thermometer that just says the oven is at well they would call it celsius but whatever it is the oven is at 350 no no this oven runs at 375 so turn it down to where it is 350 they always get in trouble we're really really had a lot of energy around this it's great i I really enjoyed it i'm glad you encouraged me to start it i'm glad the internet really encouraged me to start it i've felt a lot of pressure lately from the internet on two big things to watch yeah. One of them, Great British Bake Off, and the other is a show called The Chosen about Jesus's life. It's on an app. Nope, not watching well, it. No, I'm t- I haven't watched it either, but I am telling you that I I have I get comments on the internet multiple times a day to watch it, and people in my real life have said that was the most moving story. One friend said to me, "The same way you watch This Is Us, do you watch This Is Us, Eddie?" I don't. Okay. Well, they said None the same way with This Is Us where there's backstory and interesting things tied together. That is true of The Chosen. And I felt so much pressure to watch both and I have neglected both because I don't like pressure. But <laughs> oh, the Great no. Brit- British oh, no. Bake Off is everything everyone promised it would be. It is. I do not like pressure for... Uh, there. Yeah, because there's certain things I just don't want to watch. Like, I'm not going to watch Chosen. Sure. Chosen. Sure. I am sure that it is fantastic and that I am big time missing out. But I'm not, it's just not. I'm going, I'm I'm settling down in the evening for Great British Bake Off. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm This in is for. the second time this week we've had a conversation around TV that one of us is gonna watch and the other just isn't. And, and so it fine. is. It's we're and allowed to so do that. <laughs> it is. But we will meet on Great British Bake Off, that is for sure. Well, I am Do you remember season two? Oh, yes. Okay, so... We're, we're fairly new to it, and oh, we're good. only on season 
four, I think, maybe. So we burned through it. Oh, and I don't great. think we ever watched season one. Yes, so I remember it. Yeah, I skipped it two I skipped a season two as well. I, I what what's our what's our ethos about that? Pathos. Oh, what's I, our... oh I know why. Oh go. We we like things when they're right. Yes. We know that season one was a beta season and they were figuring it out and they didn't quite yeah, have the dance. I don't right. want the weird thing and I don't want to like that weird thing and then they figured out. It's like watching Parks and Rec. You can watch Which the first you and I've talked episodes. about this. I've never yes. watched it because I watched season one and couldn't get around it. And people give me, after I say this today, my Instagram and Twitter will blow up and people saying, yep. just give it a chance. Just go past season one and you'll love it. And I just can't do it. So I started on season two for Great British Bake Off. This is why, though, there is something to this. This is why when we talk about in a creative realm and if anybody ever asks me for podcast advice. Which, which they will they, because Amazon is sold out of podcast microphones right now. Sold out. I needed I need a um I need a new boom mic for my podcast. It's just creaky and break breaking. Yeah. It's it's at least June yeah. before it gets here. Yeah, people we are have all, getting their pod on for sure. But there is something to starting your your thing as it should be. Like your book, your novel. I am sure you're gonna go back to the stuff that you started with. And revise it yes. more strongly because you'll find your voice through the process, but then you rewind and you create that voice from page one. That's right. It's There's something about, I mean, Parks and Rec, really, people have not gotten through it because it is so charming. It is the most charming, funny, it's an almost perfect show, except yeah. those first couple episodes who, it's just not, they're not, it's just unrealized. The characters yes. aren't all there. Leslie's not right. It's just not right. And with Great British Bake Off, I assumed if I love all these other seasons, I can go back and watch one. Like, you it's can. just another season. I It doesn't That's have right. to be first. I can go back That's and right. watch it. I can watch it fifth if I want to. Because those stand like alone more than um, Parks and Rec. Right. Oh, you're going to love Great British Bake Off. Yeah, I really am loving it. Um, Very charming. Hey, let's, let's talk about a thing for, let's do some housework. Housework? Office work? Okay. All right. House I'll cleaning. Get, go get the. I'll go get the broom and I'll be right <laughs> We've back. We've got to clean this place up before next week. It smells. Yeah. Um, for our friends, two things that are great. We're back next week. We don't know how long we're doing this, but we know we're doing this next week. One right? week at a time. That's that, yeah. I mean, we that's literally really kind of decide and... a week at a time what we're doing. So we're back next yeah. week. And Eddie, we have this idea. <laughs> we're gonna play it's... bingo next week. Okay. And there is going to be a bingo card available Sunday night. I will send out the link on Twitter and on Instagram. It'll be very easy. You can retweet it. But here's the trick, Eddie. You can't look at the bingo board. (laughs) You like the general you or you like Eddie Koffeltz? Eddie Koffeltz can't look at the bingo board because the rest of us are going to play bingo all next week. And at the end of the week, we're going to see who has bingo, but you can't see it because I don't need you to say or not say what is on the bingo board. So I'm in, I'm somehow then influencing what's on bingo. Uh, You're just doing you and we are going to mark off. Got it. So it's like Eve shares a recipe. Yes. But, or Eve comes on and. Just yeah, shares a recipe. That's a that's a that's a, a whisper spot. from that, Lucy. A mention of penguins. A right. uh, the girls dancing outside the window. Uh, you and I wishing we were the people we really were. We wish we could be. You know God. these kinds of things. So that right. will be available Sunday night. 
in time for the show on right. Monday morning. We don't want people you to are, have it now because we don't we don't want it to get lost. We just we want you to have it Sunday night so you're ready to listen Monday. And you feel as though you have the self control to not influence the game because you know what's on it. Yeah, I can't be sure. Yeah, I know I can't. So you're <laughs> I, I know you can't. I'm not because sure. If I, neither I, of us are sure about me. We're both sure about you. Right. <laughs> right. I read that bingo board and I get on and I'm like, good morning, everyone. One, Annie's on Cameo. Two, here's uh-huh, a thing uh-huh. from, here's a recipe for No, Eve. you would do the opposite, right? Where I would lead you with, hey, Eddie, tell us a story about animals. And you'd say, I don't talk about animals. And then you would never tell a story about animals, even <laughs> though you do talk about animals because you just purely want to leave people with an unchecked box of TSF quarantine bingo. Right. I will not at all mention an animal knowing that the only way to win is somehow an animal story needs to be brought up. I understand. Yeah, that's what you would do. That's what you would do. Why still not show me the bingo board? Now, for those who win, is there there a prize? prize. It's just the – we need to really not – we should just talk about this more on Monday. Yeah, yeah, we'll lay it all out for sure on Monday because then we'll see the board. My designer's working on the board. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it's like a thing. An yeah, actual human yeah. being is spending work hours uh-huh, today to uh-huh. make a bingo board. That's right. That's right. To make a bingo board. Oh, it's. I mean, yeah, t- to make the bingo board, and it will be available Sunday night. So, wow. so we're back I'll- next week. There's a bingo game to be played that will win you a real prize. Eddie does not know what is on the bingo board, and you came with a hero today, Eddie. Creative idea, though, about bingo. Can I throw it in there? Yeah, of course. B-I-N-G-O-A-N-N-I-E. We're still playing bingo, not E D D I E. It's not my S-H-O-W, but I hear what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) There is some truth to the idea that both of our names have five letters. I will pass on that realization to my designer, and we'll see what comes from it. Okay. Her name is Kate. She's unbelievable. Uh, oh, Kate with a K or a C? With a C. C-A-I-T. Wow. Yeah. She's incredible. I, I'm not kidding you, Eddie. I can call I like her that. and be like, Kate, I, I just need a graphic. I can't really explain it except it's bright. And here are the words. And I want it to be pretty, but not like girl pretty, like person pretty. And I don't want it to be orange. And when but- it comes back to me. It is better than what I pictured, but it's almost exactly what I pictured. <laughs> Buddy, I work on a creative team at IJM, and I work hand in hand. I'm I'm on the writing and voice team, and then there's another team of designers. And that's that is the magic of a designer. Is I'll just say it's to Sarita, 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 I just feel like this needs to have kind of like a brightery vibe. Yes, that like. Yes feels somehow a little more analog and less less like client focused and more like and then she creates a thing and sends it back to you and it's like how did you create what was absolutely not in my head but I thought was in my head it's like yep. every design show when people walk in they're like this is exactly the room I was thinking like, no it's not it's actually it's blowing your mind and you you can't understand how perfect it is it's exactly yep. a, a good designer is magical so Kate with a C and a couple T's and an I. Congratulations. <laughs> She's magical. Best. You're right. Um, tell me your hero today. Well, I had to venture out yesterday. First time I think I've left our house. First time I've been in a car in a while. And I had huh. to go to the UPS store to ship something. Had to. Okay. Um, 
and uh, and I was struck because, of course, I'm fully gloved up, masked up. I'm not mess. We're not going to mess around with this. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, I sh- yeah, yeah. show up, and I'm struck by there are three UPS trucks there doing a pickup. There are uh, there's mail. There's two mail trucks there doing a pickup from this UPS store. Like I went right at the time when they're doing all of the pickups. Uh-huh. And I looked around and real and saw I was looking at the packages and there were you know clearly there's a small business that the prints labels that has their their label all over the boxes of stuff that they're sending out and there were just tons and tons of boxes of businesses that were running and people that were sending gifts and there were yeah. stuff that was going overseas and it just hit me my goodness where would we be without the just the postal UPS FedEx folks and also I'm wearing full gloves and full mask in this moment to take a package that has been sitting in my house and I'm doing a touch-free environment and I'm behind glass from the worker. I am no, I cannot get a virus Uh from the scenario that's happening and they are there, gloves on, mask on, picking up a zillion boxes, putting them in a truck, taking them to what will certainly be their danger. And I thought, I am so grateful for the people that are delivering packages and keeping not only the economy going, but are the quality of life. The, yeah. the, the stuff that we've got. Thank God for Amazon Prime. So yeah. heroes. And there have people been a that, lot of postal workers who have gotten coronavirus. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, so, so postal workers, delivery folks that are out there doing it every day, it is already a hard job. But now they are just completely uh, just literally on the front lines of. All, all of us taking yeah. care of things and helping our, helping our lives yeah. a lot. So those are my people. Yeah. Um, I'll lead with our IJM hero because we get to partner with IJM this week. As many of you guys know, we've been featuring some great stories of hope from International yeah. Justice Mission over the last few weeks. I mean, the most fun. I can't. This has been. I love when people talk back to us about the IJM stories that they get to hear at the end of the episodes. But IJM, as y'all know, is an international nonprofit organization that works to end slavery and violence around the world, focusing especially on the most vulnerable people experiencing poverty. And IJM Mm -hmm. works hard to make sure local governments are taking responsibility to find and prosecute violent criminals and helps them build up their local justice system so vulnerable people aren't trafficked and abused in the first place. IJM would never appreciate this, but I'm just going to say this. They are my hero. The way IJM does this is so heroic to me that they... They aren't the nonprofit that swoops in and does the thing. They partner with the local authorities to do the thing. And and strengthening the local and government is so important. So just mm. this week, we heard about a rescue in South Asia that freed 50 people and that just took place one month ago. I cannot. That's the one people keep talking to me about of like, oh, my gosh, the week this show started, 50 right. people got rescued. Right. Um, we heard about that, the IJA team in, Bolivia, team in Bolivia that celebrated 150 convictions and cases they've worked on. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we heard about the supporter who wanted to help send rescue. So she started raising and selling cows to do it, which I love. Oh, yeah. Um, if you've been listening and wondering if you can get involved and make a difference in the lives of people living in slavery, the answer is yes, you can. Head to IJM.org slash be a hero and join IJM as a Freedom Partner. Freedom Partners send a lasting rescue and restoration by giving $24 or more each month. Again, that site is IJM.org slash Be A Hero. This fun thing is true, Eddie, that we already know there have been a lot of people who have become Freedom Partners after listening to this podcast. And it's just incredible. So thank you, friends. Y'all are changing the world and you're writing even more stories of hope and joy. It's just cool to think that People who've joined as freedom partners 
had a role a month ago in those 50 people being set free, set free from slavery. And, and I will tell, tell you just very quickly, behind the scenes, we, I'm in a meeting yesterday with all of everybody that works in North America, and people Including are doing Including Gary Haugen? Uh, he's, he's considered global, but I think he was in the meeting. So, but everybody's there and there's a meeting with him. That's very cool. It is a privilege. He's a celebrity to me. To me too. I still feel crazy getting to, to be around him, but we're in a meeting. Everybody's there and we're doing just the business, the meeting. Here's what's happening. Here's budget. Here's all of the business of how this works. And one of the things that was shared a few times was, uh, Annie's audience is incredible. I mean, really Aww. like the, the, and it wasn't coming from a, nobody's trying to impress anybody. We're just giving business updates. And yeah. over and over again, people are like, okay, web traffic, wild. They really are paying attention. They're reading, they're caring, freedom partners. People are really, and so I just deeply from the inside of the organization, I can tell you that it matters a great deal and it matters to us and That's it propels cool. the work. So. Oh, I like Friday that. friends. Thank you. Yeah, it matters. It matters a whole lot. Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, all right, buddy. Well, Annie, it's time to have a I weekend. En- hey, I enjoyed podcasting with you this week. Thanks for letting me do this. Friend, this was fun. I enjoyed it too. Thank you for doing it. Um, so we'll yeah. be back on Monday, same time, same place, with an additional bingo board. Oh, James K. Polk should be on the bingo board. Just Man, another James K. Polk fact. The idea that your daughter brought one fact and it was about John Tyler. Oh, it was John Tyler. Yeah. Uh, she's but James K. Cousins. Polk was right there, too. I thought, I mean, she did say his name. So I thought that that is a perfect thing for you to reference. Just in shock <laughs> that she brought one fact, that she prepped one fact of all the presidents 40, and you know, no, 45. I don't tell her she has to, yeah. 45 presidents. She, that's she brings she brought. one fact about the 10th one. And it's about how many children he has. The, the, the path to that being the fact she brought is the most interesting part to me. And you know, I don't tell her to bring anything. She just decides to hang out on the show with you for a minute. And that's in her mind when she's doing content creation, as she's walking from breakfast table to here, that's what hits her. I need you to know when Eve does get to run for president, this is her slogan. Nobody told me to bring it. I just brought it. (laughs) That is is how Eve Koffeltz actually lives. Nobody told me to bring it. I just brought it. I just brought it. (laughs) That's what she did. Nobody told her to bring the apple stuff, room temperature apple stuff recipe. Nobody told her to bring that John Tyler has 15 kids. She just brought it. Nope. It just was as it should be. And Lucy comes in a whisper. And I appreciate that too. Just so soft. Well, I hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks, pal. You too. All right. You guys go out. Wash your hands. Please, please wash your hands. Be safe this weekend. And we'll see you back here on Monday. Bye, buddies.